Before I dive into this week's episode, I wanted to take some time to remind you all of this month's monthly awareness spotlight, and this is Beyond Blue. So every month I am choosing an organization where I wish to direct some of my business profits to, and also encourage listeners to donate money if they can to help support this business. So Beyond Blue is a non for-profit organization that helps people who are really suffering with mental health issues. You have the option to also get immediate support through their helpline. If you are interested in their helpline, it is 1300 22 4636. And the hotline number for Lifeline is 13 11 14. As someone who has experienced mental health issues in the past with depression and PTSD, I really wanted to use my platform to help raise awareness about Beyond Blue and the work that they do. So if you feel called to donate any money towards this organization, there is a link in my bio on the Liberated Soul podcast, which will take you straight to the donation page. Thank you so much for listening to this little introduction. And now I will get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Liberated Soul podcast. My name is Sarah Lefley, and I am your host for this podcast. And welcome to episode three of season two. But this is my second episode with a special guest. And this special guest is here to talk about a theme really close to both of us, and it's about failure. So I've invited my beautiful friend. And my co-businesswoman, if you will, Sally, onto the podcast. So thank you so much, Sally, for jumping on. My pleasure. Hello, everyone. And thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you. Now, this episode, look, it's going to be a little bit more chill and laid back. I'll just preface it now because Sal and I are best friends. So this will probably just end up like you're kind of just a little fly on the wall in one of our conversations because when we have our conversations, we tend to go that extra level and like we get a bit deep, you know, we start to, as coaches, we kind of start to coach each other a little bit sometimes, which is just funny that we just slip into it. But, you know, before we even dive into this episode, how about for those that don't know you, Sal, you introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do. Amazing. Well, this question I always struggle with because I never know how to describe myself. So I'm going to simply say that I am very multi-passionate and I have um, interest in quite a few areas. Um, I'm slightly chaotic. Um, If you know me, I do have a thousand things going on. So it tends to like stress people out just looking on the inside of my life. And um, yeah, my businesses that I kind of own and look after, um, I own a health, fitness, strength, um, online coaching and face-to-face PT business called SB Movement. I own a little studio gym that I've recently opened called House. And I also run retreats called the Girls Trip Retreats. And um, yeah, in the midst of all that, I kind of just float in, do podcasts, special guests, workshops, all the things, anything fun. But basically my kind of theme for the year, um, and I actually just launched a podcast um, with this branding was becoming unfuckwithable. I think this year the focus is really stepping into our power and like just not giving a fuck what anyone thinks. And I really am like on a mission to help women um, step into that as well. So yeah, that's the vibe. 
the vibe very multi-passionate and I think that you are also the perfect person to really embody duality um if you've been following my rebrand you know that I've come out with some new core values to soul and luna which is spirituality community and duality and the reason why duality resonates so much with me is because I'm a Reiki practitioner I'm a mindset and energetic coach highly highly holistic and spiritual in my approach but I'm also a law student and a new psych student, which Sal is as well. We both kind of embarked on that journey at the same time. And then we kind of told each other, oh, I guess what I just did. And then we kind of just were on the same page, which I'm not even surprised about. But we are both so multi-passionate in what we do. And Sal is the perfect person to come on to talk about failure because we both had to fail in quotation marks <laughs> to understand that it's okay to be multi-passionate and multifaceted and to have this element of duality about us. So I'm going to get you to kick it off, Sal, when we start to talk about failure. So what's kind of popping up for you when I bring up our fear of failure and just failure in general? Um, it's something, it, it kind of goes two ways. In regards to like business, life, work, I've never been scared of failure. Um, I guess I'm very, very privileged to be in a position where I have been able to do whatever the fuck I want and it be okay. Um, so in that sense, um, it doesn't really scare me. Failure is kind of like bring it on. But then when I think about it in a sense of like being in the dance industry growing up, when I think about the words that I actually say or the message that I have to share or like really relating it to my confidence that's when I have a bit of a like kind of I don't even know how to say it but a bit of a relationship with failure that kind of isn't the best um when I look at failure in a sense of like you know the message that I'm sharing or if you know I might post something and be like oh what are people going to think about me It, it comes from that like place of judgment and fear of like failure in maybe the eyes of others not necessarily myself failing something but it's it's more like judgment of what what others think if that makes sense it's a bit of um bit of a weird one but like you said Sarah it's a lot about like for me I live I live in the I call it the grays I am so about duality um I, I can see two sides to every story I am like you I am into the woo woo spiritual beautiful things like that but I'm all since I'll read the science I'm studying psych it's literally a science degree so mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm all about duality and sit, sit in that gray area. Love it. Yeah, no, I'm literally the exact same. And as we both kind of started to realize with both of our psych degrees, so we're at different universities, but literally, you know, it's the same premise essentially. And, you know, the reason why I wanted to do psych and it's very similar to you is we wanted to add this like layer of critical thinking to our business and this layer of critical thinking to how we approached it with clients, because, there is such a distinction between therapy and, you know, psychological help and mindset work that I think sometimes that line is blurred. And for me personally, I know ethically that I've got really strong boundaries in my business. And I was like, no, I want to be able to take that client to the next level, right? Like if a client came to me and presented with, you know, a trauma response or, you know, some sort of traumatic situation had happened to them, In this current moment, I would refer them to a psychologist or a trauma certified coach to help them. And that's just a boundary that I've got in place because um, I'm of the belief 
this is a belief and it's an opinion that uh, mindset coaches and energetic coaches shouldn't deal with um, trauma, trauma that's really deep and complex. And I wanted to do a psychologically. Psychological. <laughs> yeah. <at me. laughs> Psychological approach to what I was doing and that's hence why I started the psych degree um thanks for helping me there babes um and you know that's why I really embraced that duality because if I didn't embrace duality if I didn't embrace failing in quotation marks Mm. then I wouldn't end up here because you know some people might think once you pick a path you've got to stay on it and if you don't then that's failure and I think we're both prime examples of that not being the case absolutely I so agree with that and oh I've got like 17 tangents going on in my head um the first (laughs) one I'm gonna head down is the critically thinking part I think Mm. that's a huge reason why I wanted to start this degree same as you Sarah um someone I admire and she's not even in the coaching wellness industry or anything like that she is DJ podcaster fellow managed um flex mommy um (laughs) obsessed obsessed everyone you have to go follow her right now she has a book as well that's written but it she is all about critically thinking and I look at that and I'm like I I would love that sort of approach where you can look at something and not use like your own bias or what's cool or trendy in the industry mm-hmm. and you can actually look at it with a critical lens and pick it apart and so that was the inspiration kind of behind starting um, my degree, but also just quickly on what you said about like, um, you know, the, that red flag of mindset coaches, you know, what, like advertising, tra- like trauma healing or coaching. It's like without any sort of area of expertise or, um, or knowledge, I do agree with you there, Sarah. It's, 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 a bit, it's, bit of a red flag and again it like Sarah said it's an opinion um but yeah that's again why I wanted some further knowledge in the psych area and it's the same with working in the fitness industry it's like a PT that's done a I don't know a cert three or four that takes a year and prescribing people uh things that physios are doing or giving them massages or doing like dry needling it's like that is so far out of your range of expertise um so i think it's important to know where the line is and um the last thing on failure i so am about that that path has so many different lanes um Mm -hmm. so different parts of that path have different like paths coming off it and you might head down another path and then be like hang on this isn't right let me go back and let me try something else and that's something I have done so so many times that it it's like how old am I now I'm 27 in the past 10 years the range of shit I've done is honestly just so so wild yeah it makes me laugh every time I think about you being in a girl group it actually makes me laugh because I'm like where the fuck did this come from and now you're like now you're here just doing a psych degree but way back when full-time dancer little girl boss and I love that for us and there's something that um I actually popped up on my Instagram about the difference between therapy and coaching that I just want to touch on really quick while we're kind of on this tangent because like you said, 17 tangents, who knows where we're going to end up. Um, And it's like this really 
cool Venn diagram if anyone wants to see it I'll send it to you on Instagram but essentially it's this Venn diagram about therapy and coaching and the really big difference that this um, coach points out which I love is that therapy is moving to stability and healing whereas coaching is moving from stability and healing to growth and it's like this next level right it's about desires thriving and the question to ask under coaching is what's possible whereas in therapy it's what's the problem and these two like aspects of this Venn diagram I just loved and you know the center that where there's you know these parts that are present in both is like the safe space, support and accountability, problem solving, active listening, lasting change. You know, there's not one that's better than the other, but there's one that's more suitable in that time of your life, particularly around this whole thing from moving from stability and healing to growth. Cause it's for mindset coaching to really like be embodied and integrated. You have to come from a, a really functioning and stable nervous system that's regulated because if it's not regulated, it's really hard to kind of soak in the magic that is mindset coaching. So I just wanted to touch on that really quick. Cause when I saw that Venn diagram, I just, it just nailed it for me for what coaching really is. Mm, yeah. I love that. That it's so spot on. I also love that Venn diagram. I'll have to have a look at it, Sarah. Yeah, no, I'll send it through to you, but let's go on one of our other tangents now. We had, we just went on that little tangent. That's not really relevant to failure, but let's, you know, very intuitive conversation. We're talking about whatever comes through, you know, if I'm receiving a message then I'm just going to talk about it. And I really want to talk about duality and failure in the relationship between them both, because I feel like it is such a relevant topic to both of us. So for those that are kind of new to my page, new to my podcast, you know, I am a fourth year law student. Um, so I will be finished my law degree at the end of next year because I'm studying a double. I deferred my law degree last semester to start this business. Okay. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> you know, doing pretty well at law, you know, pretty good grades, cruising through good recommendations from tutors. And then all of a sudden you leave to start a holistic business. Now I couldn't have done anything more opposite. <laughs> and I grew up in a family of lawyers and police officers and highly, highly analytical people. And that's not to say that I'm not analytical, but it was like, I suddenly started kind of tuning in to my intuition and that inner voice. And it was like, you've got a purpose here and it's time to, to listen to that. And that's how Sol and Luna was truly born. But, you know, I'm back at uni as we've established by doing both degrees, running a business. Am I going to burn out? Hopefully not. Um, but, you know, when we're as multi-passionate as we are, we love to load up our plates a little bit don't we? We like to just have a few balls in the air. We sometimes are waiting for one of them to drop. But one of the things that I've been witnessing and I want to talk about is comparison. Okay. Cause I feel like comparison, duality, failure, they're all really linked. And I want to talk about comparison in terms of comparing ourselves to other people in the industry. Mm. And Sal and I always have a joke about <laughs> Our, our finances, okay, we, 
she she knows and if we're ever going to have a joke about something it's always about how much profit we're making yeah and because we're relatively still in the early stages you know I'm in seven months and you just opened up a whole freaking brand new gym (laughs) um so you know we're in the establishment stages of our business and I we do joke about the fact that you know perhaps our profit isn't as big as it could be, um, which is fine. (laughs) But we, I will say this on our behalf, we sometimes slip into a habit of comparing ourselves to other people in the industry that are posting that, you know, they're getting X amount of people at their workshops and masterclasses and we're here like, hey. And sometimes it can can be crickets. (laughs) So I feel like that could be marked as a failure. The fact that sometimes it's crickets when we offer something. Um, so how, let's talk about how we move through it more importantly. Yeah. Oh, Sarah, I'm glad you brought this up because it's so real. And I just want to rewind like a little bit just into my, like uh, my random careers that I've touched in, like dancing comparison mm-hmm. was one of the biggest things in dancing. Um I went to uni for a year and a half after a high school and I dropped out and looking at other people, you know, you compare your life to them. Um, growing up, like in the past few years, I've spent so much time overseas traveling without a, in quotation marks, real job before I opened SB movement, like my um, PT business, I was literally, I was working at, I'm going to say it. I don't want to say it, but I was working at F45 casually I don't agree with the methodologies at F45 but anyway it was I was there for money in school holidays I would be going to like Westfields and stuff like that um and dressing up in characters or like sitting down for two weeks at like a workshop coloring in stuff with little kids to make money I literally would drive there was one stage for two weeks I drove to north like north of the Sydney Harbour Bridge like two and a half hour one way to sit in a shopping center just to make money like and I'm what like 22 23 at the time Mm -hmm. um and then opening SB literally had no idea what I was doing had like hardly any clients and then as I've gotten older people around me like my school friends having kids getting houses buying cars I still had a shitbox I still kind of have a not (laughs) that bad of a shitbox car but like not a U-boot like a lot of 28 year olds are driving around in their Mercedes with their fucking houses and their kids. Like I think comparison has been so huge for me um, because when you aren't following the norm and what society says is the norm, it is so easy to compare yourself because what, what you're doing feels wrong. What you're doing, Mm -hmm. people look at you weird, especially if you like, we come from like, we're in Wollongong. And I think the mentality in Wollongong is very like, get a job, get a house, go to uni, like do those things in those, you know, that, that, those steps. And it, it, it feels wrong and it's so important. And Sarah, I'm so grateful for you for finding people that are in a similar, I mean, I know you're not my age, but similar, like, um, feels like it. Yeah, I know it does. Um, a similar like area and similar mindset and similar values. Um, so you don't get in like stuck in that constant comparison. Um, it gets really hard as you get older and you're not, yeah, following the norm, but in the coaching industry comparison and everything like that um yeah it it is so common and you know there's that saying that's like don't compare your day one to someone's day one thousand or whatever I think that rings so true and I 
it's yes, it's inspirational quote and it's like, yay, but you still get, you still compare, you still get stuck in that cycle. And I think the biggest thing for me recently has been getting off social media and unfollowing people that, um, Mm. that don't, that you just don't align with. Or um, there's a, someone on Instagram said uh, like the, the moment you start, like comparing and the moment you start consuming, you stop creating. And I was realizing that that's exactly what was happening. I was getting so consumed with everyone else's content. I lost my voice. I didn't know what my message was, who I am. I lost my power. I felt small, like all of those things. Um, that that like That's what happened when I, I just was consuming so much. And yeah, taking a step back was important, but also noticing like who and what is triggering you and realizing that that is just a reflection, like you have that within you. They are showing something that you wish you had or you you actually have within you. And it's like, if they can be that, then you can be that as well. And Sarah, you talk about this quite a bit, but taking that radical responsibility. So if it is money that's triggering us and well, you know, you're like, oh, that person's making like a sold out launch or they've got, you know, a billion dollars in savings it's like okay taking radical responsibility what the fuck do I need to do how the fuck do I need to show up and I think we've both been working through this lately that kind of what I know for me has held me back was not setting aside time to um, go on money dates with myself or get out my spreadsheet or be super mindful of what I'm spending and where I'm spending and also showing up with a really clear and strong message. I think when you are so in your power and sure of who you are, you're going to sell out those masterclasses. It's not going to be crickets. And so that's something I'm personally working through at the moment. And I think learning to kind of step into our power and that inner voice is so key to accepting failure as well, Mm. because that's what really navigates us through failure. And when Sal and I talk about failure, we mean the launches that didn't go as well as expected or the workshops that we had to push more than we really thought or, you know, things that we were so passionate about that didn't get the hype that we thought they would, you know, and that, and they still get hype. Obviously we're both successful. Let's preface that. <laughs> like we're not saying that we're crashing and we're bombing out and we're an actor we're not making any money because that's obviously not the case. We're both established and successful in what we do, but doesn't mean that we don't have these challenges because like I said, we're both relatively still in the establishment phase of business. Um, And, you know, 97%, I think is a statistic uh, businesses fail because it is so hard to run a business and that it's hard. It's hard to do our finances and our taxes. And it's hard. Like right now, full transparency, I'm building a website. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I literally am sending voice memos to Sal being like, how do I even pay for this? Like, it is so confusing. But the easy part is that we love what we do. The easy part is that we're so lit up by what we do. Because if we weren't lit up by what we do, we wouldn't add an extra degree into our plate. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we have explored so many different avenues because we have failed because we failed ourselves in not in almost putting ourselves in a comfort zone. You know what I mean? If we kept ourselves in that comfort zone, none of this growth would have happened that we've experienced. And particularly like it would be easy for us to stay in our little comfort zone and not go to uni, for example, Mm -hmm. it'd be easy for us to, 
just stay in our comfort zone and not want to scale our businesses or hire that coach because you know coaches have coaches as well and even when we invest in coaches we get uncomfortable like we get triggered we get scared because that's to me a really good sign of a good investment Mm -hmm. is when you're uncomfortable by the amount of money but we have I mean let's just be completely transparent and just talk about our failures in business yeah like let's just put it all on the table so with me I would say in a business setting I would probably fail you know maybe once a week probably more you know who knows what's happened and when I talk about failure I don't necessarily mean that I fail to sign a client I mean I fail to stay in my power yeah. I failed to take ownership. I failed to recognize that I was playing in victimhood. You know, these sorts of things. I failed myself. That to me is like the biggest thing in business is like my clients are always number one. Like I always put everything in for them. But when I begin to outsource my power, when I begin to look at what the other coaches are doing, oh, they're making 100K this month. Awesome. Look at my little, in quotation marks, like four figure, five figure month, you know? And then that gets, that gets difficult and you look at them and then you think, then you have to catch yourself out and be like, okay, well, they've been doing this for about, you know, three years. You've been doing it for about two seconds. So calm down. Mm. And doesn't mean I can't get there, but if I keep outsourcing my power, I won't get there. Mm. That's when I fail myself because I'm not aligning my desires to attract my manifestations because I'm operating from this place of fear. Yeah. Yeah. That's what failure is. It's, it's, it's fear-based. We're fearful of something embarrassment who knows and something that's been popping up in both of our kind of narratives at the moment because Sal and I are very open about this sort of stuff is this fear of being seen yeah and yeah oh huge let's talk about it (laughs) because it is I had this I breakthrough like it literally took me what seven months of biz to realize that was my problem after I had my first group call with my new coach and just like oh, the energy was just so potent and magnetic and, oh, it was just so good. And I came out of that call and it just had that download. And I was like, oh my God, it's fear of being seen. You know, that's why you're underselling yourself. Yeah. So let's talk about fear of being seen in business. Yeah, definitely. Um, One thing I want to touch on just quickly with the failures of like your business and where that's kind of come up for me. um, Mm. I have had businesses not work out. I've had things that people not rock up to stuff. I have like not followed through with dancing. I have all of those things. I, however, don't see that as a failure. And I just want to like let the listeners listeners know that if something doesn't work out, it doesn't mean that you are a failure because mm-hmm. it's like pieces of the puzzle. If anything, it's a fucking good thing. It's like, okay, if not this, then what? And it's like, sometimes you have to let go of things if they don't feel good. I've been in jobs where I didn't feel aligned. I was overseas in Europe. I was only supposed to be there for four weeks. I messaged my boss at four weeks, said, hey, I'm not coming home and stayed there for three months. Come back to what? And then I started studying dancing. Like who the fuck does that with a stable job (laughs) comes back and studies dancing. But within me wasn't like, I I wasn't scared of starting something new or starting something different because I don't see that as failure. And I think 
it's important to know what your definition of failure is and what failure means to you and what success means to you as well. Like success in society, in like society standards is what we're just talking about, like the house and the kids and the cars and the fucking shit. But what does success look like to you individually? And Sarah, like, I loved your definition of like what failure is to you. And it's like failing yourself. And, and to be honest, I don't even know what failure is. Like, I don't even... I'm like, yeah, but what is it? And I think what you were saying, Sarah, is probably what I really do resonate with. It's like feeding into that those narratives. It's um, not stepping into your power. It's letting like your boundaries go because you want to like, I don't know, go above and beyond for people. But then it's disempowering your clients anyway when you are letting your boundaries go or turning into like a coach that's like, let me just help you. And um, I'm here 24 seven. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, that's, to me, more of what failure looks like because you are giving away your power. Um, so, yeah, fear of being seen is definitely something that has come up for me oh, forever. Um, and that, fear of being seen is the fear of failing but is more deep is like deeper than that for me it's fear of rejection Mm. I want people to accept me I'm scared I'm scared of people saying I don't like you what you have to say is wrong so for me growing up as a teen as a child like a 10 year old I have very very clear memories of being left out as as a like little girl um being teased and then in high school being left out like of groups and you know being at sleepovers and people locking you out of their room and be like no you're not coming in like all of that shit like I remember that clearly so I have this innate like desire and like need to be loved to be accepted so constantly that is what I'm trying to do however this is when I do this it's coming from a like a wounded place Mm -hmm. so it's coming from that place of fear. It's coming from the wound. So it's really important for me to learn how to be like step into my power and be seen um, and work through those, I guess, traumas. And it's again, like you said, probably not working with a mindset coach going to take me back to my nine-year-old days. Um, It is probably, you know, getting deeper and going a lot deeper there. Yeah. And fear of being seen, particularly in business is such it's our ego limiting us, isn't it? Because hundred percent protecting us, limiting us. And that's what I mean by failure. Like I had all, like I had this download for a new um, offering, for example. Um, and immediately ego was like, who do you think you are to do that? Mm. You think, you think you can do that? No, you can't do that. Like just do what works. And for example, you know, I had this feeling about my pricing. I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right to me anymore. It needs to be higher. Like I've learned so much. I've done this. I've done this course, you know, like this, this pricing doesn't feel right. And immediately it was like, oh, well, one, who's going to pay that? You're going to lose everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, it was something that came, actually came through to me. I paid for a tarot reading um, by another beautiful soul that's been following me for a while. And I was like, give me some guidance. Like I honestly was struggling. I was trying to find my feet, didn't know my path. And something that came up in the reading, she was like, you're seeking external validation from a masculine energy about the way that you make money. 
Wow. And when she said that, I was like, okay, queen, get out of my energy, get out of my head. Um, but it's true. You know, this whole time I've been seeking this validation from other people because I'm not going down a traditional path. Like I run a business, sure, but coaching, a little bit frowned upon, you know, yeah. you know, it's got this reputation that it's a scam, it's a fraud, it's network marketing, whatever, blah, blah. Coaching as an industry is unregulated. So there's some shit coaches. Yeah, I'll admit that. But my approach, no, no, not in my core. My core is this is my purpose. I'm here to make a difference. And do I want to work with everyone? No, nor should I want to. Yeah, but this is my passion. But I had been outsourcing my power for seven months about my pricing, for example, looking for this validation from other people to be like, oh yeah, this is a good price. And my price, you know, when I raise it, will I lose clients? Probably. It'll be too expensive mm. for them. You know, that, that will be their, their comment. Oh, too expensive now. That's okay. Because people will pay at that price point. That's more aligned with me. And these lessons, like I want to touch on this thing about you said before, like being available 24 seven, mm. me at the beginning of my coaching gig, you know, oh, my boundaries up at midnight, replying to messages, midnight, yeah, in bed, just replying to clients, um, Saturday, Sunday, replying 11 minute voice memos, replying to them, burnt out, didn't I? Yeah. That could be seen as a failure, burnout. <laughs> and I had to learn that though. It was a lesson. Failure is a lesson. Because if I didn't learn that, if I didn't learn that burnout, if I didn't learn, hey, you need stronger boundaries here, my business would not be sustainable. Like I probably wouldn't even be running it now, you know? And there was that time, which I expressed in the episode with Chloe, that I was ready to give up. Mm. You know, ready to pack up shop, essentially. And that's because I wasn't doing myself any favors because I was just so in my ego that it was just, so draining and burning out and failure you know people can see burnout as failure and it's like the reason why I wanted the theme of this season to be failure is because it is so subjective oh my goodness but it's almost like this instinct to to fear it like everyone fears it and it's like but why yeah you know what's the worst thing that could happen exactly and it's like nothing babe like with my clients fear of failure keeps popping up and I'm like you know, pushing them, get to, let's get to the root cause. What's limiting you around this? But it's like, okay, why are we taught to fear this? Why are we taught to fear being different? You and I, we're not on a traditional path. Neither of us are. You, Manny Jen Queen, no way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Are you? No. And yeah, you're exactly right. It's not the failure we're scared of because you've got to dig deeper than that. You've got to dig deeper than that. So you can see, like, for me, it's that fear of rejection, but also that fear of being different. Mm. What am I going to say? Again, judgment. Like, it goes deeper than I'm scared. It's like, yeah, yeah. Of, of what though? Yeah, exactly. The same with the thing, I'm not good enough. Okay, tell me where that stems from. That yeah. It's like what I call, like, <laughs> this is going to be a really funny analogy. Um, when I go through limiting beliefs with clients, I, um, I tell them to imagine it like Neapolitan ice cream, you know, like chocolate, vanilla and strawberry. And it's like the strawberry layer is like this surface level bullshit. The I'm not good enough. Mm. 
you know, um, I'll be rejected. I'm not worthy. And it's like, no, that's not, that's the facade and the mask that our ego puts on. Like, get me to that next layer. Let's get to the root cause of that. And that's what mindset coaching is. And the fact that we have this awareness as coaches is so key to being a good coach. Cause like, we don't have it figured out. It's the same that I was talking in the episode with Chloe about, you know, we're human. And I think, you know, that's what makes having coaches on the podcast so much more powerful about failure is because we were taught to fear it. You know what I mean? Like it was like in your workshop that you did the other weekend, you were saying about body image, like no one, like we weren't born with the belief that cellulite was bad. Yeah. Mm. Like we had to hear it somewhere and we have the power to change that narrative. You have the power inside of you to accept failure rewrite the definition of it and go for it because like imagine like imagine if like this is going to be like a tangent but hear me out imagine if I didn't start my business yeah imagine if I didn't come to your money workshop that one time this is before we knew each other by the way imagine if I didn't reach out to you because how Sal and I met I messaged her and was like how did you become my mindset coach like imagine if I was too scared that you would not reply to me. Like imagine failure. Imagine if I never met up with you in person. Imagine if I didn't say yes to signing up with SB. Imagine if my ego literally let me win at every single stage. You and I would not be here today. We wouldn't even be friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And I think for me with dancing, that happened. I wanted, as funny as it sounds, I wanted to be a backup dancer for Usher. I saw his dances one year, 2011 went to his concert. I saw this girl up there with a big Afro and I was like, that's going to be me. Mm. But I let my ego and my fear of being seen, which I didn't realize at the time I wasn't self-aware. And this is why self-awareness, personal development is so, so fucking important because I just thought, oh, I'm not good. Like anyone can fucking do anything. The only thing that's holding us back is our mind, is literally our mindset. I couldn't even see myself for what I truly was. Mm-hmm. I would stand at the back in our full-time dance class that I paid $15,000 for for a year of study. I stood up the back because I was absolutely just, I, I couldn't, I was so, so scared of being, oh yeah, of failing. But no, more than that, I was scared of being seen and I was scared of being rejected. Yeah. And And I think it's just an important lesson that like we can literally do anything. We can, like we can have million dollar businesses. We can. Do you Mm -hmm. know what's holding us back? It's like, it's our mind. It's It's actually us. Literally. And that's the things like we've talked about today, guys. Like this is what's holding us back right now. The couple of things we've touched on. There's always going to be something. There is always the most successful looking coach has shit holding them back because our power is like infinite it doesn't stop we could like literally take over the world but it could be even bigger than that and what's holding them back from taking over the entire universe is their mindset there's always something to work to like work through and if I like for example when I you know left school didn't if I just was like no I'm just going to stay in this bubble and like you said earlier Sarah just stay in my bubble not into like what my intuition was saying and that niggle was pulling me and I just stayed safe that's it I would have just stayed there but it's like 
pushing every level and just discovering more about yourself, which is, it's fucking powerful. And, and like we've talked about before that radical responsibility piece, once you take that radical responsibility, the world is literally in your hands. Yeah. And when you realize like that, it's you holding yourself back and that you are the only one to blame, essentially, that's when it changes because it is, it's our mindset. It's us. And that is why self-development and mindset work is just so powerful. And that's why people are so hesitant to invest because it's uncomfortable outside our comfort zone. And it's going to come. Oh my gosh. Like it's just going to change the way that you think. Like, like I said before, one group call with my new coach, she's a, like an energetic mindset coach. And so many shifts have already happened. And it's been like, what it was on Thursday and today's Sunday. Mm. Like, this stuff is so powerful if you let it happen. Like mm-hmm. if you let yourself understand that it's okay to have deeper limiting beliefs, that it's okay that it's deeper than fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if there's anything to take away from this episode, it is dig deeper. Yeah. Fear of failure. What's hiding underneath that? Yeah. And I actually started a book. I can't really comment too much on it though, but it's called Power and I sent it to you today, Sarah. I think, did you end up buying it? No, I actually, but it was so funny because you don't understand. Okay, I got to like quickly tell yeah, the story. Tell story. Um, I was literally in Target. I had the book in my hand, yeah. And I was reading the first page and I literally carried it almost all the way to the register. And I was like, oh no, I'll get this another day. Like I'll just get another book because like, I had two books in my hand. And then I put the book down and I went on my phone and you had posted it in the Facebook group being like, hey, guys, this is the book you should read. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyways, talk about it. <laughs> How, like, yeah, so aligned, right? Um, yeah. So basically, I started reading this and um, it, it is so, like, one chapter in and it's so powerful. But the thing is, is what I'm, like, you actually experience with this book. She is a woman of colour and her struggle has been absolutely like horrific and I think what's important to know and remember is that we all come from different areas of life we all come from different walks of life and everybody's struggle is relative to them so some like it's really important to take someone's um like where they've come from in whatever sense that is it's really important to take that into consideration and as coaches if you are a coach listening you have to be careful if you are shaming this is something I see happen like you know there was a whole piece I think it was Molly Rogers or a fashion person over in England um influencer but she owns like some pretty little thing I don't know oh Molly May yeah her yeah see how like I'm not in touch with the cool shit um she made a comment that went absolutely viral she said we all have the same 24 hours in a day and everyone's like yeah but we don't what about the people that are in poverty like and I think it's so important to know that like your struggles and everything you've gone through is going to be so relative some people might not need therapy some people might not need you know all sorts of things but it's important to dig deep and see what you need and know that like you are capable if you are like if you're listening to this you probably are in a privileged position um, where you do have access to books or like helplines or instagram um, or if you do have money for calls or like um, all that like therapy and stuff like that like 
if you want to grow, it's like take that opportunity and um, yeah, read the book <laughs> as well. Read the book, full stop. And, you know, acknowledging our privilege is is important because, mm. you know, we're both privileged the fact that we could easily run our business and start it. You know, the fact that we had the resources, the time and the money and the energy to start a business. But that's really important as well about like finding what's right for you. Yeah. Mm. So like I, I work with clients that have a psychologist and me and mm. I recommend that. I'm like, yeah, babe, because there are things beyond my scope. And if you want help with them, you know, do it. And there's some people that just come to me for mindset work because they want to run a business or, you know, they're feeling they've healed quotation marks from their traumas and things that have happened to them. And they're ready to kind of grow and take that next step. And that's what mindset coaching is. And, you know, coaches have coaches and some, some coaches have psychologists, like, you know, on Tuesday, I've got a call with like, it's like a meet and greet with a psychologist. I haven't seen a psychologist in probably like, Oh, I want to say a year now, probably it's been a year, um, roughly. And I was like, no, I need help in a different way that I know my mindset coach can't give me. And that's okay. And a good mindset coach will express their boundaries to you and will express if something is beyond their scope, because that to me is highly ethical and it should be. And it's about finding what's right for you. And Mm -hmm. I love the kind of direction we've taken with fear of failure about digging deeper, because that is so true. And it's about finding this next layer, this next level to failure and what it means. And I guess as we kind of start to wrap up the episode, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. I really want to hear from you, Sal. Do you have any like parting words, little pieces of wisdom, advice, anything about this topic that you wish to share? Yeah, so I do. I had a thought to think about this when you sent through the um, questions um, and you already said it, but this was my, this was my thing. What's the worst thing that can happen? And it's just asking ourselves that what is the worst thing that can happen? And can you get okay? Like, can you be okay with that? Maybe you're not ready to have people, you know, you, maybe you're not ready to put yourself out there yet in whatever capacity that is. Mm-hmm. And then we are again like I'm saying like like if you have the ability to get help fucking why not like if you want to be seen if you want to launch your business if you want to like start talking but you have that fear of like putting yourself out there and then you uncover okay something's really holding me back how do you work through that you like help in whatever capacity that looks like and as much as this is cliche it's literally like, I think the older you get, the, the harder this hits. You have one life. Like, it. that's it. Like, 80 years on this earth and then we don't exist if we're lucky to get to 80 years. Like, that's it. And if you're growing up, like, in a, in a place of privilege, it's like, fucking why not use every single piece of anything that you can to make your life the best fucking thing ever? Why, why settle? Why settle if you're not happy? If you're like, you know, I feel so safe and comfortable and I'm, I'm not challenged and I want more in life and I have regrets already and I'm 20 years old. It's mm. like fucking go, like go for it. And I just, yeah, it just like I get FOMO thinking about dying because I, oh, yeah, I can't even think about it. Yeah. Like 
I am, I, I have FOMO. I don't want to miss out. And that's why you will see me try, do fucking spend my money on shit because I love, like, I love life so much, but it's because I've created that for myself. Um, and I think that if we have the ability to do so, it's like, why not? Yeah. And I actually love that. You've just kind of like inspired me with that little piece as well because it's true like why the fuck not like I've been thinking about things with my business and it's like oh well you know money this just in case and this and I always have this like this like uh, inner argument it's like well you don't know like life's short but then it's like be prepared but it's like but you don't know what could happen and it's so true like you just you just truly don't know what could happen so if you take anything anything away from this episode it is to dig deeper and to just fucking do it because we don't know, right? Like we just don't know what could happen and you have every right to do whatever it is that you wish as long as it makes you happy and acknowledge the privilege that we do have, um, that we can do those sorts of things. So thank you so much, Sal, for jumping on um, the podcast with me. Um, For anyone listening how can they find you how can they work with you do a little bit of self-promo um so if you find me on instagram sally basuni s-a-l-l-y-b-a-s-s-u-n-i and then in my bio you can see all my businesses and you can go check it out there but um yeah just message me you can uh i guess the ways to work with me one-on-one um is in like a, a strength and mindset capacity um like that we'll see what happens in the future, but that's what I have on offer now. And obviously the retreats and workshops that I do here and there. Amazing. And if you want to work with me, if you're not already, um, my books are full, <laughs> so you can't, can't. Um, so you can't. So anyways, uh, no, but I do have a workshop coming out in, oh, when, when this podcast is released, it will be the following Monday the 21st of March at seven o'clock. It will be online via Zoom. I will be touching on ego versus intuition, which Sal and I have spoken about this whole time, essentially. Um, Tickets are $33 early bird, but by the time you listen to this, they will be up because I'm sick of underselling myself and I'm not playing small anymore. And if the live has already finished, you can purchase the recording and watch it all. There's a lot of magical content that I'm creating for this workshop and I cannot wait to share it and watch this space because like I said, a new offering is brewing and I cannot wait to share it. So thank you so much, Sal, for coming on. And I am so excited to hear what everyone thought of the episode. So please feel free to message either myself or Sal, your biggest takeaway from our episode Thank you so much for listening and stay safe. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Bye.